Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hey, is that JP? Huh? <laughs> is this JP? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for uh, JP. This is Greg Hemmings from the board. I got, I got a wrong number. Oh, sorry about that. Pardon moi. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Did you record that? Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Let's make sure that stays in, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I was like, we've never done that like, before. <laughs> I was like, this will be interesting. Well, Hello. if we can, Matt or Tim, if we can bleep out. Hello. Hey, JP. How's it going? Good, man. Bonjour. Comment ça va? <laughs> uh, okay, JP, listen, we, we just called the wrong number a second ago. Okay. And the, the, we're recording, and the guy who answered, he didn't speak English, and I, and I knew you did, and uh, he was driving in a car, and he's like, bonjour, and I was like, hey, JP, and he's like, bonjour, <laughs> and then it, it, it took about 30 seconds of um, dialogue to, to realize that, that we will, had, yeah, yeah. and it will be the, uh, JPI is Dave here, um, Greg's co-host, It'll be the start of our um, <laughs> podcast with you. I hope you're okay with that because it was it was rather comical, the the lack of uh, communication and, and an anglophone trying to trying to um, communicate with the francophone. It was beautiful. So you're gonna keep it in the podcast? Oh, I think it'll I think be a fun should. start. It's, it's, yeah, it's cute. And uh, JP, have you heard any of our podcasts in the past? I have uh, had a chance to listen to you know some bits and bites, but not. Uh, yeah, well, you know. it, it, it's fitting. We're very loose, conversational, comical, yeah. all good. <laughs> I say free flow. I think that's your word, Greg. Free flow, or, yeah. Or, or In fact, we're, we're, we're live right now anyway, so it's, it is it is all good. So, JP, thank you for coming on the bo- the podcast with us. We're really excited to uh, to speak. Uh, you are the first B Corp out of uh, Quebec that uh, as a guest. Well, the first, the first in our industry. You know, with the first communication and marketing agency in Quebec that is uh, B Corp certified. So uh, perhaps like the 10th or 12th, you know, B Corp in Quebec, but uh, still, you know, kind of ahead of the curve there. But what's most exciting is that we, you know, within our industry and and, and now that we've announced and are making strides, you know, we there's some buzz and some people are contacting us wanting to get on board and try to see if the B Corp is right for them and everything. So that's pretty exciting. This is, this is really cool. And before we uh, dig deep into Republic, um, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the, commu- the B Corp community in Quebec because it really feels like there a lot of aligned values with the, the, you know, the values of, of the B Corp movement and just with the, the, the general Quebecois spirit and, and value set. It's, it seems like it would blow up in Quebec and maybe it is blowing up right now. Well, you know, to start off, it is not blowing up just yet. Okay. So so that's like facts. But yeah, you're right. Like to me, it's totally aligned with kind of the social values that Quebec's always had. So, you know, I definitely see like a, a bright future for B Corps in Quebec. Uh, right now, you know, the community is maybe like a, 
15, 20 companies strong. Uh, there's a couple of uh, leaders out there. You know, I, I can only think of Quovaris, uh, uh, who's uh, uh, really like a precursor in their field in like uh, building management and, and community building and so on. You know, some other big companies as well, Baleco. Uh, of course, the BBC is here as well. And so so the community is growing, but it's it's still in the early stages. You know, we haven't seen kind of that that big boom yet in Quebec. And, you know, it, it might take a couple of months, but definitely I think, you know, it's 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 somewhere near us, like perhaps 2017. So, so you're you're feeling it and you're you're you said there's some initial buzz. So what how did you learn about B Corp and, you know, what made you, I guess, go down the path of becoming certified? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when I'm when I'm say when I say you know there's some buzz is that this past June we announced like loud and clear that you know we're a B Corp and what it stands for. And since then, you know, I've had at least five or six companies that have reached out to me telling me, you know, they they'd like to learn more and see if you know it's fit for them. And in all cases, it is. So like I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of months if there are a couple of new B Corps and that we reach, you know, the 30 or 40 by the end of uh uh, by by somewhere in 2017, uh, because you know, and trying to link back to your your question is, you know, you have to hear about it. That's the first thing, and that's kind of the wall we need to break right now. Is that once you hear about it, people realize that it's meaningful and that uh, it, it's something uh, that's valuable. And 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 then their next question is, so what's my first step, and what's my next step, and and when I get in discussions with people and, and try to um, tell them about uh, how easy it is for many businesses to actually move on and get that, uh, uh, that you know, the process rolling, you know, for many services company, it's pretty easy to make those decisions and then really try to implement a couple of measures and, and move forward. Uh, so, uh, so, so that's easy. And for me, uh, you know, linking back to your question in terms of how I heard about it, you know, I, I actually studied it. Uh, to be honest, so when I was finishing my master's, I had to choose, a, a, um, you know, a subject to write on. And I chose, you know, new triple bottom line business models. And then so studied a couple of, of them, you know, the community interest company in the state and the, uh, in, in uh, Great Britain, sorry, and then the L3C in the state. And then obviously, you know, B Corp came out as uh, a real alternative to these like uh, 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 business models that require you know, a lot of lobbying and, and a lot of like uh, uh, changes like uh, uh, in terms of your statements and, and, and so on. And, and to me, B Corp, you know, it's the most actionable thing you can do to act on your intentions and your values. And so that's why we decided to do it because, you know, we had the power to do it. And so we decided to, to act on it and actually you know, here we are now. We're B Corp certified business and trying to turn other businesses in 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 the movement too. So you're, you know, th- that's interesting way to describe it. So rather than proclaim it, actually, you know, dig down and do it. Yeah, well, I mean, because and and there's so many businesses out there that are already doing and adopting the B Corp mindset and the way they oper- operate and run their business. So now all they need to do is to go through the assessment. And get the certification, and it's it's something that to me goes beyond words. It's easy to say that you do good and and that and that you believe and your corporate values are this or that. Well, it's like you know, if, if if it's something that's important to you, just act on your intentions and get the certification. And at least you know that's an action that you can't step back on and that you need to move forward with. And then 
you kind of have like a, a foundation to build on uh, those values. So you're, this is, you know what, we're, so we're sizing up your personality here, right? And I, I'm guessing this is how Republic is, you know, probably one of your value propositions is uh, I'm guess I'm just guessing that you're a straight shooter. Yeah. Would that be fair? Well, and, and, you know, our, our slogan <laughs> uh, at some point is real talk. You know, that's, that's, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, we're communication marketing and, and there's so much advertising out there where people are pushing in like false messages or mixed messages to us. You know, the best way to communicate is to be transparent, be honest and tell the truth and just tell your story the way it is. And, 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 and just and own it. go at it. Like I said, you know, real talk. Yeah. And that's the way you should communicate. That's the way we communicate, you know, with our employees, with our partners, with our clients. And and that, you know, I guess at some point is part of the B Corp mentality as well. Love it. So you're so so a little bit about Republic. Um, how, you know, where, how did it form and, where, you know, what do you who do you who do you deliver your services to and. And who's and and how how are people relating and and uh, responding to real talk? Yeah, well, you know, we we my partner and my my partner Vincent and I we uh, we actually uh, bought the company four years ago on a transition deal with the former president who who sticked with us for two years, and uh, and and through that process, you know, we realized that there's a big evolution in the industry right now, and we kind of repositioned the agency to where it is today as a a specialized agency in in, in uh, content and influencer marketing. So basically, you know, it's it's uh, to develop, you know, digital strategies, digital marketing strategies, but with a content mindset. So basically, it's about you know creating content that has an editorial value to its audience. So we're not pushing promotional messages and pushing prices and so on. We're talking about things that matter to the audience, about where the brand comes from, you know, what the employees are doing, what's the vision behind the company, and real stories of actual customers that are using a product or service. And, and you know, that content mindset, you know, distributed within your digital ecosystem, you know, whether it's on a blog, your social media, you know, newsletter strategies, well, can, you know, evolve within you know your your business and marketing objectives and actually convert and and build you know a lasting relationship with your audience so so that's what we we're, we're trying to do and and i mean we work with clients across canada uh most of them you know just regular clients you know that 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 operate their business that want to that want to you know be so successful you know and, and be profitable uh most of them, and it's, you know, as, as soon as a couple of months ago, you, we've got clients saying, well, what's that B Corp? And, you know, trying to see how they as a business can be, you know, the most profitable b- business that they are, but have a social impact at the same time. And so we try to have a fit on values and an alignment on values and on vision with our clients on that. And we obviously, you know, work with a lot of nonprofits and foundations as well uh, to, to make the, uh, you know, to give them the opportunity to uh, uh, to be successful as well, and so we offer uh, a lot of uh, our time and uh, and and expertise in communication and marketing to help them. You know, whether it is get more brand recognition or raise more money or be more successful in selling out their their fundraising events and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I guess you know that's kind of what we do, and 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 you know we're. Uh, 
really passionate about it and, you know, trying to grow the business at the same time as we're doing good around us. So, JP, um, you know, shifting gears over to the content marketing space, uh, I, cons- yeah. I consider myself a content marketer as well, uh, with a heavy focus on, on film um, and audio and some written. Uh, but in a, in a world where everybody is a content marketer or has the potential to be a content marketer, what, mm-hmm. are, what are some of your perspectives on how do we really cut through the noise and how do we find that tribe that is really, you know, uh, that's going to stick with your content? Because um, that's an evolving answer. But where are we at today? Well, and, and you're right. You know, everyone has the potential to be a content marketer. I mean, right now we're, we're you know, we're, we're producing content, you know, as we speak. And like you said, you know, kind of this democratization of the possibility to create content, well, just creates a lot of noise because now everyone on multiple platforms can express how they feel, whether it's good or bad, whether it's something that's valuable or that's not. And I mean, to to be successful, you know, in, in content marketing, uh, to me, you know, there's there's a lot of things you can consider, but it all starts with being valuable and bringing value to your audience. So it's about understanding, you know, what your audience values and why they would give you their time to, you know, engage with your content and read it and watch your videos and listen to your podcast. And, and, and that value, you know, whether it's educational, whether it's inspirational or just straight up, uh, uh, you know, entertainment, um, well, you know, it has to be good. It has to be useful. It has to be valuable. And, and then that's, you know, how you, you need to, uh, you, you can be successful at it. And then you just need to keep on the edge and understand that platforms and the different types of content evolve really quickly. So it's, it's about, you know, trying to, trying to follow and, and, and be ahead of the trends and just in the way you package your content and the way you distribute it. But at the core, it needs to be a valuable and, 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 and a good message and a good storytelling for, for people to actually listen to it. What would you say some of the most effective platforms are today? Like, <clears throat> for example, everybody engages with Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. However, Facebook is, as we know, for the most part, an internal network where mm-hmm. where Medium, for example, a Medium blog uh, is uh, you know open to the world. Um, I know that there's you know it all depends on what you're trying to do. But let's say I was, you know, uh, you know, my, my company, we're a film company. Um, mm-hmm. We want people to watch our movies. What, walk me through what a, so, somewhat of a content strategy would be for us, where a lot of our customers are other brands, for example, like maybe a LinkedIn, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, putting content on LinkedIn makes more sense than Facebook or, yeah, let's, well, let's do this as a case And, and it's, a, it's an interesting question. I mean, we can go at it in many different ways. I mean, the first one and the way you kind of pictured your question is to is to understand where your audience is. And like you said, you know, you're more in a B2B strategy. So obviously, you know, LinkedIn comes to mind at first, but understanding your audience and where they are is one thing. And then understanding where your content is, uh, is, 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 is best to be in. I mean, uh, LinkedIn is not a good video platform. I mean, it's a shitty video platform. You know, they haven't integrated uh, videos. You know, it's not well distributed and so on. So even though your audience is there, well, your content is not valued on that platform. So you kind of need to 
find ways, you know, to, to, to get that content out. So what I would say is probably, you know, one of the best ways to, to host your video and show the quality of the images is probably on Vimeo. And then but do you want to drive, you know, your people, the people to your video channel or Vimeo is not a discovery platform. So what you do is probably, you know, package that video hosted on your website where you can control the environment, make sure people understand you know, the context in which the video is presented. And then I develop probably strategies, acquisition strategies to drive to that page. So you could probably go on LinkedIn and push, you know, excerpts or images or key quotes or behind the scenes or interviews or so on. So everything that's kind of surrounding your your actual product on that platform and trying to push it to the right audience, always driving to the main content that that's on probably on your website or on your Vimeo page or so on. And that type of packaging extra content, well, on LinkedIn, you know, there's some content that works best. On Facebook, it's others. On Instagram, it's something else. And on Snapchat, whatever, it's something else. So then there's always about understanding, you know, the platform you want to be on because your audience might be there and package the content the way it's supposed to be on that platform to better leverage the platform and then trying to understand where you want to redirect, what's the action that you want the people to take. Is it to actually just view the video like we see on Facebook nowadays, you know, with those directly embed videos on Facebook where you can just scroll, stop and view you know, with no sound, with low quality images, or is it you're just pushing maybe a, a trailer on Facebook, a 30 second teaser or trailer, and then trying to direct people for the full movie on your website or on somewhere else. So depends on the matrix you're you're looking for. And, and just wrapping up that question, you know, with a couple of stats is that we know that Facebook, you know, it gets the most views out there right now. It's crazy number of views that you get. But the dropout rate after 10 seconds is huge. And after 30 seconds, you've lost probably 90% of your initial audience. And so, you know, if you want to stack up those numbers and just have your messages and, and your brand exposed to a very vast audience, you know, Facebook is good for you. But what if you're looking for is like completion time on your video and having people watch the whole five minute of it. Well, you know, YouTube is a better platform. You know, the dropout is more at 30 or 45 seconds. And then maybe if you drive people on your website, maybe you can get them to watch the whole thing. So it really depends, you know, what you're trying to accomplish and understanding the different ecosystems of each platforms, you know, the Google environment, the Facebook environment, the Snapchat, et cetera, et cetera. And understanding at the end, you know, your business objectives and what you're trying to accomplish with all this. And I think you, you saying it that way really justifies the value of what your company brings to the B2B need because, um, you know, I was putting myself out there as a case study and, you know, I work in the business and I, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, I don't have those answers because we're we're a content creation company. The distribution side, uh, we have a good understanding of it, but uh, you know, I see great value in what you do to help companies like us and the customers that we're serving uh, be very strategic on what platforms to put it on. A really quick uh, question as well, or, or I guess a quick story. We uh, released our latest documentary on CBC two a week ago. Yeah, we or maybe, okay. maybe two weeks ago. It's called City on Fire, and if you're in Canada, uh, listeners, you can check it out on CBC.ca. You just seek City on Fire. Check it out. It's a good movie. Um, 
on the first, like I think the day or two before it released, we put the trailer out. Yeah. Put, put it on Facebook. Within a day, we had 60,000 views. And, there you go. Um, but the exact same... Um, so that was on one on one Facebook page that we, we embedded directly into Facebook. On the other test page, we embedded the YouTube clip, right? So it's not it's yeah. a static, unfortunately, and we had something like six hundred. Now that yeah. feels disappointing, um, and it's Facebook's way of keeping you away from the YouTube clips and being very interested in seeing the scrolling video clips on Facebook. So, um, but at the same time. The, the metrics of success on Facebook aren't necessarily as powerful as the metrics on, on YouTube, which as well is monetizable. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. understanding those things that lower numbers on YouTube doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't a success. Or on the flip side, lots of views on Facebook doesn't necessarily mean people watched more than three seconds. Yeah, so well, I mean, and, 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 and it all comes down to understanding before you push any content out there, what your goal is and what's the KPI you're looking for. Because like you said, you know, it, it, you, maybe on Facebook you got exposed to 60,000 people, but ultimately there's only 600 that watched it completely. And on the other, maybe 600 people watched it and then 600 people watched it completely. So in the end, you know, if you're looking for, let's say, a full length views, well, maybe they add up to the same thing. So it's just understanding, you know, that's a really simple example to to just picture like how you can work the data and understand the data in your favor. But you always need to keep in mind, and like you said earlier, you know, in your case and in it's the case of many companies out there, it's like great content is out there and great content is produced. But, you know, what's the use to great content, you know, if it's not viewed and if it's not distributed the right way? And and that right now is getting really complicated out there because there's so many different platforms and so many ways you can do it. And so it's, it's important to understand, you know, how those platforms actually work and, and how to, you know, best utilize them to your advantage. And, and you know, that's where, you know, a company like ours come in or, 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 or others in terms of understanding and maximizing the platforms for the content to be viewed and, and engaged with. You're making, you're making such a, um, a strong case for Republic and, <laughs> and Hemings House to be collaborating, right? Because I like that idea. Yeah. Like great. And, and, yeah, I, and, I like and, I, too, and I'm like sitting on the outside great. of it. I'm not doing anything other than I agree with great content and, 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 and I know Hemings House makes it and, and, you know, and the frustration sometimes I think would be, I'm guessing is, and you and you do it for great stuff for your clients, but, you know, who is that audience and how do we reach them? And, you know, to, to all JP's points, I'm going to shift gears really quickly and, and conclu- like we, we, we're going to wrap up here. Our, our interviews are around 20, 25 minutes, typically, JP. Um, my question is, is kind of related to you as the entrepreneur. And yeah. uh, we have a number of entrepreneurs listening to this and we are both entrepreneurs ourselves. Um, I, you know, and, and I'm just curious, lessons learned from um, acquiring an existing company and, mm-hmm. and, and then slowly, you know, seeing some of the, uh, I guess the industry shifting and moving and making some changes and just, I know what, what are the big lessons for you that you could, you could share if you were to do it again, you might do differently or the same that you could share with our audience. Uh, well, I mean, and, and you know, it's, it's, you gotta, there's a couple of things you need to understand, you know, if you buy an existing company or whether you're to, you know, just create one yourself. And the first thing is that the, the existing company comes with its background. 
and with you know the payroll that's with it you know the 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 rent everything you know on that side so there's a pressure to actually deliver and you're less agile in terms of shifting and moving to your changes that you see uh on the flip side you know you come in and you have a reputation already you have you know projects you have clients you know there's a credibility if you're looking for funding you know with banks or or different organizations and you have that credibility because you've been in business for a while now so it's it's a matter of whether you're able to leverage that properly uh you know to grow your business maybe faster but definitely you know the big question is how agile do you want to be uh because as a startup you know you can start you know 3 months in realize you're not exactly on the same path and just shift and then go in a different direction when you have an existing company it's much harder to turn that boat so uh, uh so you know it took us a bit more time to actually complete the shift that we wanted to do but in the end you know i think both both uh, uh directions and both strategies can can get you to the same result you know it all comes down to you know the, the qualities of an entrepreneur you know being passionate and driven and just just working hard man that's the key so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, guys yeah. all know that oh yeah amen well and, and that's a really good thing to consider the i guess the trade-offs between you know kind of a startup being more nimble and something that's existing and um, being a little a little harder to write the ship but but then but at the end of the day i mean it it also brings other things like stability and clients and all those sorts of things so yeah and and if there's people you know listening to the podcast that want to discuss that subject further you know it'd be my pleasure uh you guys can just contact me to uh, to discuss because it's definitely it's a broader subject than just something we can touch on Absolutely. you know a minute and a half in yeah. an interview yeah and and JP for for our listening audience how do they get a hold of you and check out more about what republic's all about yeah for sure so uh so you guys can check our brand new website you know there's a lot of information there information on why uh we decided to become a b corp so it's a republic.ca so that's republic with a k um you know you obviously can follow us on our different channels as well and see you know how we use the channel for our own content strategy and you know on the entrepreneurial side you know i'm i'm really active on social as well twitter as well so it's at jp swahi uh so i guess you guys would probably you know put those links in under the podcast so that people you know can can reach out and you know i mean I'm super generous and we're super generous with our time so if if there's any questions and people you know that want to you know discuss the B Corp or content or or entrepreneurship or whatever you know feel free to reach out. Awesome. And JP one last thing, will I see you at the Champions Retreat? You know what? Uh Republic is going to be there for sure. I'm just not sure both of us are going to be able to go, but I'm pretty confident, you know, my partner Vincent or I will uh, either one of us will be there for well, sure. Well, make sure if 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 Vincent's going, make sure uh he he keeps an eye out for me and if you come, I'd love to meet you in person, man. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, if if it's not there, you know, it'll be uh, sometime soon cuz uh, you know, great minds that think alike, you know, always find a way to Uh, you know <laughs> <two> things <laughs> yes sir well not no my friend thank you so much for for spending some time with us and uh have an awesome rest of your week thanks jp thanks guys have a good week too all right take, take care. care um then you know, this guy's got passion man holy cow and and uh, very articulate eh? and yeah. in how his description uh, he, and he even knows, just you hear yeah. how he like sorry to, i cut you yeah. out there but you, you see how how he he was like um just the subtleties there like even and i and i mean this in a very um in a very positive way like saying i know you'll have your links to you know like so he's he's basically inserting he knows the how, the how, best way to maximize your content right which is part yeah come look at our website our brand new website with all you know like 
and you and you, you, you find you're perking up. So so I just think like I mean what he could do for his clients, and he's obviously in the right space, and and I appreciate that. Like I like that when people are like that, and 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 clearly very um, um, you know has rich deep um, knowledge. Right, and uh, I guess my takeaway would be, um, you know, as content creators. Um, it's sometimes we give ourselves a really hard time for not actually having the right answers for distribution and community building. It's not your job um, in a way. It's not our, like we're good at it by nature. Uh, most content creators are because you're living on platforms. But to be strategic about it, it's not really the wheelhouse. So to find other great players in the space that it is their wheelhouse, but even, awesome. Even Greg, I was just thinking about this. Like, wouldn't that be naive of a customer to think that you would know who their client is? Um, to, to find them. Like, I mean, it might be know who their client is to tell the story that, that, that they can understand and appreciate, but where they reside out in the world, meaning how they, how they, how they, uh, take the content in. I mean, that's, that's a whole different, it really is. And, and you know, in some cases we can handle it, but really it's, like I said, it's not our expertise. Our expertise is building the right content for the right audience. Right. So, so when they knowing it, they're gonna, what the they're, right audience is, yeah, it. you got it. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Um, well, it was good. Nice seeing you again, man. I'll see uh, you next week. Actually, we got a really friggin' exciting guy coming on next week. Um, and, that, he's, and he's not trashy. And he's not trashy. We'll leave it at that. There's a good teaser. <laughs> see you Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster. And not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100%. Because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs> <laughs>